Celtic return from the international break hoping to start with a flourish at Easter Road it's fair to say things have not gone to plan not only were two more points dropped in the title race at the home of Hibs to put the pressure right back on to Neil Lennon and his players as they embark on a pivotal period of the season it's also brought more criticisms on the way for the manager and some of the players the league is on the back burner for a week or so with Sparta Prague coming up on Thursday in the Europa League and a game with Ross County on Sunday in the Betfred Cup. But the issues surrounding the club are not exclusive to competitions. Neil Lennon and the players have, have taken some more sticks since the game at Hibs. The board appear to be backing the manager, but there's clearly some unrest out there among some supporters and things have to be ironed out. So, this week on the Record Sport Podcast, former striker Chris Sutton and writer Michael Gannon are going to have a look at the current situation, discuss the key points surrounding the club at the moment and what's going on. Chris, Michael, how are you? Yeah, terrific. <laughs> Morning. All good? Yeah, good, Hi. thank you. It's um, interesting times around Celtic Park at the moment, Chris. Um, back from the international break with a, with a game against Hibs. Celtic were hoping to sort of kick start on, but they, they dropped a couple of points and there's been a, a lot of fallout since. First of all, what did what did you make of the game at Easter Road? First of all, we'll get that out of the way. Um what did I make of the game at Easter Road? Uh look at same old same old issues which Celtic have had all season. Uh defensively things just aren't right. Uh I thought first half Celtic did okay, didn't maybe create enough opportunities, had seemed to have decent control of the game, but uh, you know, after half time had a had a you know, it's a really poor ch- uh, challenge from Scott Brown, a daft challenge. I think Neil Lennon called him out after the game, quite rightly so. Uh and then the second goal goes in off a diagonal ball, didn't cope with that, and Celtic had a mountain to climb. Positives are they got themselves uh, a point out of the game and I suppose you know being a former player 2-0 down you know it's okay but it's not okay in this current climate where uh, you know Celtic fans are looking at the league table and Rangers are into the, the distance and I know there's two games in hand but at this moment in time I suppose Celtic fans are, are feeling particularly negative because you know I'm not so sure they think that the, the two games in hand will be winnable anyway and, and a lot of Celtic supporters at this moment in time will be thinking that uh, that the, the 10 is gone and I understand that Michael Easter Road has been a, a venue which has caused Celtic problems in recent times um, I don't think not sure if Brendan Rodgers even won there um, in, in his period there normally a point there would not be a disastrous result just, is it just the timing of it, really, that, that's brought it because it's come on the back of some other poor performances? Is that the biggest problem? Yeah, it's another blow uh, during a bad run. I mean, they've only won two games in the last eight, which is not good enough. As simple as that, it's not good enough. And we talked about it months ago that we knew it was, it was problems in the horizon. We knew it was a tough run coming up and they haven't dealt with that run. They've, they've, not, they've failed to win six out of these eight games, so the pressure is really on. Um, they've also got a problem. The problem is... The fact that Rangers are doing so well. I mean, Rangers aren't, aren't just playing particularly well and getting results. I mean, they're, they're, they're performing way, way above. And either side can can, can um, expect, usually. I mean, Celtic have had, what, three draws and a defeat, which is probably a couple of points worse off than we would usually expect to be at this point in time. I think Brendan Rodgers' last season, he had um, two defeats and a draw. I think the season before that, it was four draws at this point. So you, you do drop points along the way. 
Rangers aren't dropping many, aren't dropping points. And they've got like, two draws. They've only lost three goals. They're banging in the goals as well. So the, the the problem is that Celtic have been probably a little bit below average at a time when Rangers are way way above average. So it's created this kind of a kind of um, maybe a wee bit of a false impression, but it's piled the pressure on because this is what happens if your rival is doing exceptionally well and you're not performing even to your kind of par you're going to struggle. And that's what's the artist now. So maybe within the walls of Parkhead, maybe players and managers are thinking, well, it's not that bad. We're only a couple of points away from Bruges at this point in time. I, I don't think they're thinking that, The bigger that, picture mate. is that they're toiling. Mick, I don't think they'll be thinking that. The, the reality is, is you know, I've, I've been there. You know, when, when your rivals are on top, you know it, you feel it. I don't think that the Celtic players and the manager would be feeling that it's a good point coming away from Easter Road and we can no. talk about Brendan Rodgers' record there. It actually doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. We're in the here and now and before the game, you know, I think we would all agree that it was a game that that, uh, that Celtic needed three points from. That didn't happen, albeit, you know, you wouldn't say that the players are down tools for Neil Lennon because they came back from, from 2-0 down and showed decent spirit but you know the team are in this position now the manager's in this position and uh, and the pressure is well and truly on as a former player let's let, let's deal with these issues because this is what's going on at the moment um obviously prior to the to, to the game in Sparta Prague and, and the fallout from Easter Road you said there the players clearly haven't down tools for the manager now that's something that Fans are, are, are throwing into the mix. Some some people are saying, "Ah, oh, they're, they're not playing from anymore, etc., etc." Now, Neil appears to have the backing of the board. That seems to be the vibe that's coming out of the club. Euro manager Martin O'Neill was amongst those calling for respect this morning. Some of the criticism has been, yeah. you know, justified. You know, constructive criticism is fine, but some of the stuff is over the score, as Martin O'Neill has been saying. Yeah. And and now there's a situation where. Some people have opted to put a banner up outside the stadium. What do you make of all of this, Chris, in terms of where the players are, where the manager is, and that type of reaction and what else is going on? But What would you say to all of that? Uh, I thought the stuff with the banner outside the stadium, just a bunch of idiots. Uh, you know, And I really mean that because what good can it do? Actually, you know what? What's 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 the what positive can? I think that you know that's what we all love about the game, and and we all have different opinions about things. I've got a lot of uh, Celtic supporting friends who have texted me and have said, "Well, uh, you know, Neil Lennon has been a great servant to the club, great player. He's had great successes uh, as a manager, and it's time for him to move on." In in their opinion. And do you know what? I understand that. And I understand the frustration with, with you know, a lot of fans out there at the moment. They, it, they've, they've had it so good for a, for a long, long time. But, you know, the stuff, the banner outside the ground this morning, there was a, you know, a, a, a sense of, uh, of entitlement and, uh, you know, just just spoiled. I don't know. Don't I swear. But I just, you know, I didn't I didn't get that. I don't see the upside. Of that, that there wasn't one, and totally disrespectful to a guy who's, you know, the manager who's, who served the club, uh, with with a plum. Uh, Is that the uh, thing, Chris? Because you 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 have you have on this podcast and in your newspaper column, you've made constructive criticisms. You've made the point that there is a situation here where maybe if, you know, 
things continue the way they are or if they do continue the way they are and the team keeps playing the way it does then Celtic may not win the league this season they may not win the 10 in a row that's constructive criticism that's fair but do you agree with your old manager that some of the it's just gone over the score in terms of disrespect do you seem to be suggesting that yeah, and I'm, you know, I mean, I've had an association with the club for a long, long time, and I, I actually think that that's, you know, that that's shameful what happened this morning, unnecessary, unwarranted, and uh, just, just, I, I feel sad for Neil with this as much as anything, you know, I, I really do. What he's actually, what he's actually given to the club, you know, he's toiled for years and and worked hard as a player, given his absolute, all his heart and soul. Uh, to Celtic Football Club, and then people treat him like that. If you want him to go, fine. Well, you, you know that that that's an opinion, but I think there's a way to do it, and uh, and to do it with the banner outside the stadium as they did it this morning, I thought was despicable. Michael, there have been justified criticisms of the team this year. You you would agree with that? I'm sure everyone's been part of it, and that's fair enough. Neil Lennon would be happy to accept that. He's the first man to accept that when things aren't going wrong. Uh, when things aren't going right, should I say? Um, you know, it's fair that there has been criticisms of the team this season, isn't it? Well, I they haven't been good enough. Well, well, listen, we've all been critical at stages this season, um, right from right from the start when the, the poor European exit and all that stuff, and the highlighted problems. That, that's that's part of the game. I, th- I think I think I think you said you touched on as well. Neil takes that. I think if you if you're if you're constructive with your criticism, I think Lennon takes that and accepts that. That's part of the game. I think that I think fans making statements and putting up banners and all that stuff I think that's miles offside to be honest with you I mean mm. the very definition of being a supporter you support your team yeah. and, and I think being a supporter is when things aren't going it's easy to be a football fan when your team's winning every week it's easy to go in a party every week and celebrate your team winning it's when you, the chips are down and your team's struggling that's when you're a, a supporter so I can't actually get my head around who actually thought that would be a good idea to go and actually intensify the pressure on their manager a guy not just any old manager this is not some sort of um, um, a kind of guy just coming through and making a name for himself and going somewhere else it's a guy who's has won 20 trophies for Celtic exactly. over 20 years I just think what what possibly could be gained by intensifying that pressure on him in this current time uh, uh, to me it was like self-sabotage yeah. Chris I mean, can you it, answer a question for, my, for, for, for myself and Michael and the majority of the listeners probably every one of the listeners none of us have been a Celtic player player in that situation when, when, when you see that this morning or, or if, you're, if you're made aware of it if it's brought to your attention in any way shape or form what, what how do you feel how do you feel towards the manager for the manager how do you feel uh, uh, I, I would feel it. I think Neil Lennon will feel let down Neil Lennon regardless of, of what happens this season regardless of what happens this season will go down as a, as a Celtic legend as a Celtic great and, and rightly so you know, I've mentioned his playing career at the club, the service which he's given to the club. Um, you know, his first spell in, in in management was successful at Celtic in Celtic's hour of need. Uh, when when uh, when Brendan left, Neil stepped into uh, his shoes, and you could say, well, they were good shoes to step into, uh, but he still had work to do to get over the line. He's on the brink of winning a treble uh, from last season if they, you know, if they they win the Scottish Cup. And you're thinking, you know, this is this is all so so harsh and and unnecessary. And I think Neil will feel deeply upset and let down by this, and so he should. You know, these, what about these players, Chris? The supporters what about players? for for supporters for so many years who have had it so good, and you know, okay, it hasn't been great this season. You hold your hands up, but 
you don't treat somebody who's who's given the service uh, to Celtic Football Club as Neil has like that. Absolutely not. And as players, that's sort of what I was sort of asking. What, what, how do you feel as a player? If you're in, if you're in the dressing room, if you're one of the players today and you're made aware of what's happened this morning, yeah. or you, uh, are you are you here the crisis? What, what do you think as a player? Uh, I would think at this moment in time that there'll be a lot of players in there who've, who would they've let the manager down this season. I think look, we all know we all know the game, and the and the manager has to carry the can. And I think Neil Lennon has huge problems. And the question, you know, the big question out there is now: Does Neil Lennon? Deserve the sack? Should they sack him? Based on his uh, based on his track record with Celtic, I don't think that you know. I think that, that Celtic shouldn't sack him. Based on this season and this season alone, and some of the things which you know I've found quite alarming, uh, i.e., what he said about a culture change. Ultimately, when you when you use language like that, and we've spoken about it before on the pod, you you're criticising yourself you know where did that come from you know and immediately uh, the pressure intensifies because people will be thinking well what has gone on at the club this season and then again at the weekend after Hibs you know questioning uh, the players hunger I'm not so sure that was the right thing to do because you know you question the players hunger but they still came down came back from 2-0 down to get back into the game so based on the things he said this season and the form then you know, maybe Peter Lawwell should sack him. But based on his track record, I don't think he should. Uh, but what would be helpful in all this is for Peter Lawwell to come out and actually tell us where he is with it. And I think, you know, that would that would clarify everything. Now, we are party to what goes on. Uh, on the training field every day, and what goes on, uh, and what goes on in the background, none of us know. You, you know, you you'll go up to um, you know the training ground a fair bit. I don't know whether you're allowed now. Are you with? with no, uh, not that soon. You know, not so, for a while. But we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. At this moment in time, though, Peter Lawwell may see, may have seen enough, or it looks that he has seen enough in the way that Neil is working behind the scenes, and the coaching staff are working on the training ground to have that hope. That they are go and that trust that they are going to claw things back this season. That's the only thing I could assume. But P- Peter Lawwell must have been alarmed uh, because of what Neil said, and I think Neil's caused himself a huge problem. I think where we are at this stage is if Celtic were going to sack him, they should have sacked him in the uh, in the international break. I think you know now it would be to to sack him. I mean, we're here at this moment in time. Sparta, uh Prague on the horizon. Do we think the Celtic are going to get a result over there? Doubtful. They, so, I mean, Neil, so do you think that would be right to sack Neil Lennon on Friday morning? I don't think, I don't think based, Thursday. Based on really that matters. result? No, I don't, think, I don't think Thursday. I think Thursday should be taking out the equation. I know why, Nick? Well, Europe's gone, right? Europe's, Europe's gone. No, it hasn't. Well, they need to win. They need to win three games. So they're going to. They're going to go to San Siro and win. So, so what do we do? Just give up? Is that? Is, yeah, yes. See, I can't see. I, I don't. I don't like that. I don't. No, like I, I that. understand. I understand. I don't, I don't you can't. You, well, can't, you well, can't really detach the two, can you? can't really just chuck a game and, and, and concentrate the next game. But you can rotate your squad and give a few guys some game time and all that stuff. Come on, right, mate. Right, hang on, Chris. Hang on, Chris. Michael, make make the case for why you think that is. Just, just think, given the situation at the moment. 
I think Celtic's priority now has to be to scramble uh, the wins required to get to the New Year's Day derby game. Like, they can't afford to drop another point from now until then. Um, so therefore, they are, those games and the cup final and have to win the cup final. So there, there's the priority games now. Therefore, so you play in, against Prague on Thursday night, you lose 1-0, maybe play OK, but Cal McGregor does his hamstring and misses six weeks. It's disastrous. Absolutely disastrous. Odson Edward pulls a hammy or something. Anything could happen in a game that, that doesn't, is no longer um, the main priority or have a consequence because they certainly aren't going to win the, the remaining three games in the Europa League to get to. And even if they did get to the last 16, that's not even even that isn't the bigger picture this season now. Celtic are an absolute dogfight to try and get back at this title race. As it stands, they're losing the league. I don't. I mean, at the moment, I don't see how they now can't afford to lose any of the remaining three or firm games and have to hope Rangers slip up as well. I, I just I think it's it looks as though seventeen points behind by the new year. It looks to me almost gone already. So that has to be the priority. It's all guns blazing into this league. I think the Europa League. Well, well, usually I think Europe is, is, should be the main priority. Not, not, not Michael, nice. Michael, is there a situation where, given what happened three weeks ago against Sparta Prague at Celtic Park, which was undoubtedly probably the low point of the season in terms of performance and, and the way the, the, the players reacted that night, the way things went so badly wrong, the way the manager called the players out afterwards, um, that I think that was the night, Chris, where culture change was mentioned, as you mm. said. Yeah, yeah. Given everything you've said, Michael, Neil Lennon surely can't afford to just patch the game off, if you like, because no, I, another, I, I, a repeat of that result, a, a, a repeat of that scoreline is going to put him in a horrendous position, no, surely. I, I get that, but if Neil Lennon came out and explained, listen, this is our priority now, I'm going to play a reserve team against Prague. I'm going to put the oh, boys come out. on, Mick. <laughs> wait, wait, he's now in a crisis. I'll let you come, Chris. He's in a crisis. Off, Michael. So why not, why not go and play... Um, Karamoko Dembele all these guys maybe a couple of guys that could do oh the games to get fit and just get I mean, that, that would take the pressure off abandon the game so if you beat 2-0 oh, I'll tell you what why bother flying over there then well, <laughs> that's, that's a right Chris right Chris where, 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 where do you stand on it well, I think you know where I stand I, I you know if, if this is if this is where Celtic are at now where you know Mick's talking about abandoning games I, I think this is, you know, this is a serious issue. And if, if that's the way you feel, Mick, you obviously think Neil Lennon should go and he, he, he should be sacked because there's no way that Celtic should be dismissing European football when there is hope. I think that, that Celtic players at this moment in time have a real point to prove. I think it's an enormous game Thursday night because what, whatever you think, Celtic can turn things round in this group if they go over there and beat Sparta Prague because, you know, they have the, they, they have the possi- possibility of two more games. They actually did all right, uh, you know, against, uh, against AC Milan as well. So, I mean, they, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not certain they can turn things around, but you can't think that as a player. And also, I think the need <coughs> for a kickstart to the season, um, it would be massive to go over to Prague, have a performance and get the result and get real confidence from that. So I don't, you know, I'm not buying into Celtic chucking away European competition. You know, how low would the bar be? No, I get, I get that. But is it not risk-reward? If, if, if Celtic build this as a game that they have to win to get momentum back in the Europa League and all that stuff and get some uh, form back in, in the regular team, put out the strongest team possibly and get beat to nothing, then pre- the pressure will be huge 
on 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 Lennon on the Friday morning. If he sends out a team that's pretty much a second string, they do okay and still get beat two nothing. It's that's not really, right then, is it? It's not all right, but the pressure won't not be the same on the Friday morning because you can say, well, I gave these boys a game and got some fitness and I thought some other guys have a good exercise. But the main priority is 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 Saturday Sunday. So if you're um, a Celtic, if you're a Celtic fan. Uh, I mean, is that what you want to see from your club going into European competition? I don't, I don't, Till? Chris. But I think, I think there is such an obsession and um, and preoccupation with ten in a row. I think Europe will be forgiven this year if they can pull it off. And if Celtic get over the line and finish the league and win the league this year, I don't think they'll care about Sparta Prague or Ferns Varos or any of these kind of things. That will be the be all and end all just this I, season. Whether it's right or, right or not, think that. I know how can that, the manager well, think that? How can the players think that? Oh, so I'm, well, thinking, just... I'm, I'm thinking about ways of how he can take uh, alleviate some of the pressure. If he goes there with a full strength team in Thursday night and gets hammered, he's in he's in deep trouble. Well, you leave, look, and that, and sorry, that's the whole point. You're arguing against yourself. He alleviates the pressure by playing a full strength team and winning the game. You give yourself the best opportunity. And then there will be a bit more positivity. A couple of weeks ago, they got absolutely smashed and embarrassed. One of the most humiliating defeats that there's been at Celtic Park in a European game. Go over there and turn it round. That would be that would be the way I would be feeling as a player. We have a real point to prove. Going back also... to, to, to going back to my playing days, the the Blackburn game, men against boys. We won the game in the end. Ridiculous thing to say, but we we still felt as players. That we had a point to prove, I'd be I'd be feeling that way in this circumstance, and I certainly wouldn't be thinking that this is out of reach to get out of this group. Absolutely not. You only have to look look back. Look what Lazio did uh, last night. Look where they are. They're going to qualify at the the Champions League group stages. You'd have to look back so far to think that you know this Celtic team with. I think the majority of the players, you know, this well, they were the same as they were last season. Producing performances, which they, which they did, so it's in there somewhere. They just have to have to find a performance from somewhere to get them back on track. But the players have got to have that anger within themselves and that drive and that desire, which we haven't seen enough this season. They've let things slip, and now they're you know they're under so much pressure because of what's gone on across the city. Let's see what they've got. You know, the the last couple of seasons. It's been the sort of mainstays who have got them back in. Uh, when there's been dips of form, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're James Forrest and Callum McGregor and, and Scott Browns. And now everybody has to dig deep. Odson Edward has to turn up this season. That's important. But, but to a man, you know, these players are, are being humiliated this season. But they have a chance to turn it round. But you don't chuck games in Europe, Mick. Chris, just touching on the, the, the point that you've You've just spoken about eloquently there. Um, Neil Lennon knows that the buck stops with him. He's the manager. He carries the can for, for what happens with results. But the players need to show a bit more. Have, have, the, have the players underperformed this season? And are they now at a point where they need to go, They need to grab themselves as well within a dressing room? Because I'm, I'm quite sure you'll be able to tell us. I'm quite sure that happens. Groups of players within each other will, will pull each other and say, look, come on, this isn't good enough. Yeah. Well, you you know you're playing for a lot of things, aren't you? You, you know you're playing for the the jersey for each other, uh, and and for the manager. And I think good professionals, deep down, you you just you know you know you you know when things haven't been right. And I think I was fortunate to be part of a uh, you know good dressing room, good characters, 
who knew when when you weren't at the races and 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 were happy to point fingers across the dressing room and and uh, dig people out and and speak frankly and speak truthfully and and be honest. And the truth is this season that the players have been well. But what we do you think that culture we, still we, exists, Chris? Do you think that culture uh, still exists in modern football? I'd hope it exists. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I'd like to think the likes of Scott Brown and, you know, I don't see Callum McGregor as being a shouter, but, he, you know, he's one who I think would have great respect within the dressing room. I'd see the likes of Shane Duffy, who's had a terrible time since he's been at Celtic. But I, there, there's something about Duffy which, which I like. I think that he's extremely honest in the way that he speaks. I think he has a, a big heart. And I think he cares, and I think that's a big thing. And 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 you know they certainly need to uh, to rally themselves. But we you know we we need to take ourselves away from this a little bit because ultimately, it's the manager who carries the can. It's the manager who, you know, his neck is on the block with this, and he has to take responsibility. And we can't get away from the fact that he hasn't helped himself uh, at times this season. And Celtic are in a mess. But I, I, I do think, risk of repeating myself, that it would be really helpful if Peter Lawwell came out and clearly just stated why he is backing the manager. Because, it, you know, there's a lot of unrest out there. We saw the idiotic banner uh, this morning. We know, I mean, social media is a, is a cesspit, isn't it? And, we you know, we know what goes on in social media and everybody has their opinion, but we still can't get away from the fact that there are a lot of Celtic fans uh, out there who are panicking uh, because of the importance of, of the 10 in a row. So Peter Law, well, and just explain why uh, or what the plan is moving forward. And I think that that would alleviate a lot of this unrest. Do you agree with that, Michael? Do you feel as though that, that would be helpful? I think so. I think it, it's. Listen, I think Chris touched on the social media aspect. Now that's not helped either. I think this this year, the year of kind of lockdowns and folk be at home. Um, I think um, a lot of idle hands and uh, idle thumbs online has not helped the matters, and it creates a kind of sometimes creates a kind of um, a picture that's not quite right out in, out in the real world. But uh, no, I think it. I think it would. I think it would all be, always be beneficial for the man at the top to come out and, and say, listen. Um, here's where we are. Either we've got ultimate faith in this guy, or or we're making another decision. I think it would help. I think it would take a bit of the kind of because what you'll get is every time there's a, a bump, you get the the rumor mill going mad and all that stuff and the speculation about the guy's future and all that. It doesn't help anyone at the club. It seeps through to players. I mean, they they get wind of this kind of stuff. They're all on social media as well, so they get wind of it. And it just adds to the uncertainty of our club. So, yeah, I think it would be beneficial if, 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 if Peter Lowell came out and, and said his piece. Uh, I always think so. Uh, whether it does or not, I, I, I don't know. I, I would doubt it at the moment, but you never know. Um, I, what I would say is, I mean, I, th- I think people are talking about it's been a mess and all that stuff and it being humiliating and all that stuff. I think you have to as well. There's been a lot of things happened this season that have been out of their control that I think have, have caused has caused damage. I mean, I think we're seeing the the absence of um, Christopher Julian and, and and James Forrest. That I happens, think, Mick. No I know, excuses. I know. But then it's but it's big things. It is big things, Christopher. Uh, well, well, just because it, it happened. Duffy came in. Yeah, and he hasn't he hasn't settled particularly well. I think yeah, I think Julian's been a big miss. I think Forrest was a big miss. Can I say, Mick? It's interesting the Shane Duffy situation because he's come in for plenty of flack. Um, but I didn't see anybody criticising the signing 
when he arrived at Celtic? Oh, they were chasing for him. I mean, Celtic fans were desperate to get him. Mm. Um, uh, I suspect a lot of that's because of his his um, his back stuff. But um, listen, Shentuff has a top career. I mean, it should be it should be better than he has been. Um, I mean, listen, he arrived at Parkhead and only played twice in a year, so it was rusted an old gate. Um, but that's, that excuse is gone now. It's now two or three months in the line. He should be up to speed, and he's still not quite. He's still not quite firing. So I know I take I take that he's not he's not worked out the way the way he should have done. Um, whether or not he's putting up too much pressure on himself, possibly it looks that way. Um, but I think Julian's been a big miss. I think Edward's uh, injury and illness has been a miss. Um, I think key players. I mean, sometimes there is sometimes things that just go against teams. And like the fates conspire, and it seems to be this season that this is a season. You look at the games missed early in the, early in the campaign during the COVID breaches and all that stuff. Um, it just but seems to be a lot of things that conspire against Celtic. The squad should still be strong enough to cope. <laughs> yes, but if you're taking out key key individuals who have, have, have performed over the years, I think you're going to every team's going to suffer. I mean, if. I mean, if, back in the day, if, I mean, if, 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 uh, if you, Henrik and, 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 and Lenny were at the team, they would struggle that time. Yeah, but I, you mean, know, I, I don't, I don't buy this sort of pity uh, in this respect, and I don't because Celtic have the biggest budget in the country. And yeah, yeah, I'm performing just, uh, better. So you know, I'm not. Teams get injuries. You know, you have to cope, and you, you lose your big players. Uh, and of course, it's a problem when Henrik was injured. We all used to panic. Um, that was that was just the way it was, and but you look at Celtic's big players this season; they haven't turned up. They need to start turning up, and you know I I, I do feel deep down that you know in a game where there's there's not a lot of loyalty in football, but these players they certainly own Neil Lennon one. Chris Michael, it's been a pleasure to speak to you again this week. Thank you very much for your contributions. Thanks everyone for listening. Good luck. 